You're listening to Wall of WWE, a WWE podcast. Hey guys, you're listening to World of WWE, a WWE podcast. I'm Ant. Hey, what's up guys? It's Carlos here. And today we are covering WWE Monday Night Raw from February 15th, 2021. A wild night full of pregnancy announcements. Um, We had pentagrams on Raw. We had a lot going on this week on Raw. So before we dive in, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you're checking us out on Spotify, hi. Checking us out on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor Breaker, everywhere, hi. Um, thank you for checking us out on YouTube, too. If you're listening on YouTube, hey to you guys, too. Um, yeah, we're having a lot of fun doing this. And just to let you guys know, I have inserted Linktree in the description of these videos. So if you press the Linktree, it will take you to a site that has links to all of our streaming platforms and our YouTube page, our Instagram page, and Facebook page. So you just click the link, and it takes you right there. So it's so easy. You don't need to search for us anymore. Click the link, and we pop up. So Raw starts off, and uh, we have The Miz coming down to the ring for Miz TV. He welcomes everyone, and then he introduces Drew McIntyre. Drew comes down, and... um. He basically, the Miz trash talks Drew McIntyre and says that if he was Drew, he would be panicking. Um, He keeps going on talking crap to Drew. Drew tells him to shut the hell up. Um, Miz tries to make his case again, but then Drew says that if the Miz interrupts him one more time, he will regret it. Miz keeps talking, and then Drew hits him with a Glasgow kiss headbutt in the middle of the ring. After Drew leaves... Um, he, well, he takes the briefcase and then throws it to the stage and then he leaves. Um, Miz continues talking about the elimination chamber and he says that he does not have any of that pressure. And he says that, you know, he warns every wrestler, whether you're going for the WWE title or the universal title, be warned and realize that the Miz is in control. He says that when he cashes in the briefcase, he will be standing in the ring as champion. And then he announces that he is removing himself from the Elimination Chamber match. So what did you think of this? I honestly thought it was, it was pretty dumb. I never really liked him. Yeah. And I, I, knew, I knew something was going to happen because you know how he gets whenever he got somebody on his show. Yeah. He never gets to chance to talk. I'm like, Miz, you know, better calm your ass down. You know what's going to happen next. Like, I already knew what the outcome going to be. Yeah, me too. So well, then he gives him the last book kiss, and then I didn't really think it would make sense for him to remove himself from championship matches. He could have had two advantages. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is, it is, but, you know, it's the mid. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. There really wasn't much to talk about here. Um, the only interesting thing is, yes, he's dropping out of the elimination chamber, but, like, it doesn't really do anything because he still has the briefcase. So. And MLB, by the way, you might need an outfielder because, because Drew McIntyre got some a good run. Oh yeah, he tossed that. Yeah, that that went. Yes, for sure. Um, so then we see a triple threat match: the Hurt Business taking on Lucha House Party and Riddle. It was a decent match. Um, Riddle got the win after a floating bro on MVP, and then after the match, um. Bobby Lashley runs down and attacks Riddle. He then takes out Lucha House Party, and um, he puts him in the Hurt Lock again. 
and then the Hurt Business join Lashley, and they stand tall. What did you think of the match and the aftermath? I just thought it was funny, like, and before the match started, so Riddle had, like, a segment backstage with them. He was like, who's your favorite president? And then I, I was just waiting for him to say Donald Trump, because I, you know how, like, House Party are Hispanic? Yeah. And then, and then Donald Trump's like, like, you know, you know. Trump, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I was waiting for Riddle to say, he's my favorite president, Donald Trump, and then Lucha House Party just walk out of him and beat the shit out of him. I'm like, you're really asking what it is. He was like, oh, my favorite president is Donald Trump, John, something, Jefferson. And he's like, who's yours? And then, and then they were, it just took quiet there. Like, they were like, calm down. Calm That's down. funny. Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, he was the third president, so yeah. a long time. That's funny. Yeah, I feel like we just saw it like two weeks ago or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was all right. Bobby Lashley looking, you know, impressive. Then we see The Miz backstage with Adam Pierce. He thanks Pierce for allowing him a spot in the chamber, and he wants to give it back, and he wants to somebody to grab the brass ring. He names John Morrison for his replacement, and then Pierce isn't so sure, but he promises to take Morrison in consideration. Um, we then see Bad Bunny with Damian Priest, and Mandy Rose is with Dana Brooke, and they're talking to Bad Bunny. They wish him luck on Saturday Night Live. Um, Damian Priest walks up and says hi to Bunny. They're interrupted by Akira Tozawa pinning R-Truth for the 24-7 title. Tozawa backs into Priest, who knocks him out to a stack of production cases. Um, and then Priest tells Bad Bunny to cover, and Bad Bunny is your new 24-7 champion. What did you think of that? That was so good. That was, that was like a perfect, a perfect title change. It was so funny how Damian Priest's face just changed. He took his son. I love Damian Priest. Yeah. Sunglasses off said, boom. And Pierce all his head into the freaking thing. That had to hurt, though. It just fell to the ground. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like our truth might pull up to the Saturday Night, Saturday night Live thing and try to pin That would be funny if they did that because WWE used to do um, moments with SNL, so that would be fun. Um. Then we see New Day backstage, and Kofi Kingston wants to take um, Miz's spot. So Adam Pierce says, okay, Kofi, you're going to take on the Miz tonight, and if you win, you get to go into the chamber. If Miz wins, it's John Morrison. Then we go to Raw Women's Champion Asuka and Charlotte Flair teaming up against a team of Lacey Evans, of course, with Ric Flair and Peyton Royce. Um the match starts, and Evans does not come into the ring. She's, like, hiding behind Royce. Um, she doesn't get involved pretty much at all. Um, pretty much during the match, Lacey walks to the stage, and she says Charlotte Flair is not going to put her hands on her. And that's when she announces that she is pregnant. Ric Flair looks shocked. And then he starts celebrating with her. Charlotte Flair does not look happy. That's that. What did you think of that announcement and the match? The match, the, I, I feel like Dean Rice is looking really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying, like, Dean Rice's work. But I'm, I'm, like, I was so surprised when she started off pregnant. Like, we've seen something like that before. Yeah. Like, when uh, Maria Contos Maria said the same thing. And mm -hmm. I think she actually was. Yeah. Well, the but, thing is... I feel like Ric Flair would not be excited to be having a kid again right now. You know, he, he was like, Boo. Well, he first started off nervous, and then he started off dancing and was happy. So 
I just feel like they should have made him more nervous than he was. But we then see um, Sheamus talking about the gauntlet match, and he says that he will bro-kick the others on his way to winning the WWE title. We then have Kofi Kingston against The Miz with Elimination Chamber ramifications on the line. Kofi ends up hitting Trouble in Paradise for the win, and he earns an Elimination Chamber spot. What did you think of that? That was a, it was a good match. I mean, it's just I feel like uh, Kofi, it's like he already has his run. I don't think he needs another one, you know? Oh, like, I see. His time over. But, okay. You know, I'm, I'm glad, like, I'd rather have, I'd rather have Kofi Kingston match with that Miz, you know? Yeah. Or John Morrison. So now we go. Yeah, it was decent. It wasn't crazy, but it was all right. Um, we go backstage to Randy Orton. He thanks Sheamus for his actions last week and says that Drew and him have unfinished business still. Randy mentions lightning the fiend on fire, and he says no more. He now has his sights set on something else: the WWE title and main eventing WrestleMania 37. Um, he's about to say RKO, and then the camera interrupts, and we see Alexa Bliss. We see the Firefly Funhouse door. She says, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, and blows a handful of ashes. She says, the fire did destroy, but in the future, he will be reborn. Bliss is sitting in the middle of a pentagram with candles on the floor. She looks up as a red glow shines, and the floor appears to rumble, and then Alexa Bliss laughs. So... Definitely some creepy stuff going on with her and the fiend. What did you think of this? I thought it was nice. Alexa no wrong. Mm-mm. Yeah. She's doing, she's doing amazing. She has raw on her back, literally. Uh, I just feel like it's, really, it's been a little too long. I feel like the fiend should have been back already. Yeah, I agree. I I love Alexa Bliss. She's like my favorite part of this. I do have a feeling that we will see Orton and Fiend at WrestleMania. Um, Dan has a lot of thoughts that he's going to come back with a different mask, which would be interesting. Um, but yeah, we'll just time will tell. So now and we have one, one thing. Yep. One, yeah. Um, so it kind of makes sense that Alexa is playing that character because of fun fact about her, about her. She loves Disney movies. She loves horror movies. Kind of. So I, I'm pretty sure that's like one of her key characters that everyone like plays. Like, so like an evil mm-hmm. like type villain. So like that, you know, I follow her on Instagram. She loves like, like Disney movies and stuff and like horror yeah, she seems like she's having a lot of fun doing this. You know, like you could tell when someone's really into what they're doing, and she looks like she's having a lot of fun. And that's why the character is so great because she's having fun doing it. So she's giving her best to the character. So, um, yeah, she does like a lot of Disney and the um, horror stuff. And so I love that, that they're blending that in. So now we have Lana with Naomi taking on women's tag champion Shayna Baszler with Nia Jax, a.k.a. The Hole. Um, <laughs> uh, Shayna Baszler puts Lana in a Karafuda clutch. Lana taps out. Oh, wait. Lana taps out, but Baylor. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yes, so then what ends up happening is... Shayna puts Lana in the Karafuda clutch, and then Lana taps out, but Baylor doesn't, Baser doesn't let go, so then she gets disqualified. But they keep it on, and Lana wins. Um, Braun is back, Braun Strowman's backstage, and um, he's asking why he's not involved in the Elimination Chamber match, and Braun says that Shane McMahon has made it clear to Adam 
that Adam is in charge around here. Adam says he's just the messenger. And then Braun tells Pierce to send Shane a message that he needs to make this right or else. So, I don't know. It looks like Braun Strowman might be challenging Shane McMahon. Now, I'm sorry. I jumped over Shayna Baszler. Your thoughts on that? Let's go back to that. What are your thoughts on the on Shayna Baszler, Nia, and the whole Naomi and Lana feud? Like, what are you thinking on that part? Like, do you think it's a good storyline? Do you think Lana is taken seriously? I mean, she's gone better in the ring since she came back. And I think it's because of the little support of Naomi that's there. But I feel like, I don't know why they haven't announced, like, a taxi match for them, like, for the tag title yet. I love Naomi. I yeah, absolutely she's love her. She's, she's amazing. Yes. Yeah. So now, okay, so then what did you think now, going back to Braun, him you know, telling Pierce to let Shane know he better fix this because it looks as if we might see Braun and Shane at WrestleMania. Oh, like fix what? Like he didn't really, I, it didn't really make sense since that simulate. He didn't, he wasn't really too specific about like what exactly. Like, he well, he, he, he said he was mad that he was asking Adam why he wasn't in the elimination chamber match. And then Adam Pierce told him that he's just the messenger. Shane's the one that made the match. So Braun's saying that Shane better fix this problem of me not being in the match or there's going to be an issue. I feel like it's going to end up being like, remember a couple years ago in Missing Truth, like, like broke into like the Hell in the Sun and they beat up everybody, everybody in sight. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that happening. I can see that happening. I can definitely see Braun and Shane at WrestleMania too. And so it ends up being like and then he's gonna be like, Shane, I got your attention now. Yes. Like yep. Yeah, I ruined your vision. That would be a squash match, yeah. Well, we all thought Undertaker and Shane was gonna be a squash and that was a hell of a match. Oh, but look at Braun. Braun is not Braun is he's huge. I know. I know. He's big. We'll see what happens. So now we're on to our main event, the gauntlet match. AJ Styles taking on Sheamus, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Kofi Kingston, and WWE Champion Drew McIntyre. The winner of this match gets to enter the Elimination Chamber match last. So AJ Styles is the first person in the ring with Omis, um, and he takes on... Who is it that he takes on? Okay, his first opponent is Kofi Kingston with Xavier Woods. And decent match, a lot of stuff going on here. AJ and Kofi did a lot of back and forth action, and he ended up. AJ hit a phenomenal forearm to Kofi, pinning Kofi and eliminating him from the match. We now have Drew McIntyre taking on AJ Styles up next, and another decent good match. He ends up. Where are we? Right here. Okay. Um, Drew hits a Claymore click, a Claymore click, a Claymore kick to eliminate AJ from the match. Now we have Jeff Hardy coming out. That was, that was a really good match, by the way. Yeah. AJ versus Drew, that was really That was like a 25-minute match. That was really good. Yeah, they definitely put in the work. Um, yeah, it, it was good. It definitely was, was good. Okay. Let's see here. And then Jeff Hardy. Next one was Kofi. Or no, we already went through Kofi, right? Um, yes. Now we're on to Jeff Hardy and Drew McIntyre. Okay. So, decent match too. A lot of back and forth here as well. Um, and we ended up seeing Drew win after a Claymore kick. 
So Jeff Hardy is eliminated. Now we have Drew McIntyre taking on Randy Orton for the thousandth time. <laughs> um, this match was actually pretty decent because the lights go out. We hear Alexa Bliss laughing. Her face comes on the thunder the Thunderdome crowd members area. Um, he's surrounded by hundreds of laughing Bliss faces. The referee keeps counting, and Orton is eliminated. Drew knocks him off the apron with a Claymore kick, so now Orton is done. And now we are on Sheamus against Drew McIntyre. A lot of back-and-forth action here as well. Sheamus actually pulls up the surprising victory here after a big bro kick out of nowhere. He pins Drew McIntyre, and we now know that Sheamus will be the final entry in the Elimination Chamber match. What did you think of this main event? I like the like my favorite match of them all was uh was uh Kofi I mean no the Drew versus AJ mm-hmm. but um but I was really surprised to finally almost like got some action when he pokes on Nick Xavier Woods onto the floor yeah like is he okay <laughs> it but, yeah but yeah it was a, it was a good mini event I was I'm a little surprised that Sheamus got the win over Drew yeah I thought Drew would have won too but um it's gonna be a whole different story in elimination chamber Yes, we will definitely see how things turn out at Elimination Chamber, which is this Sunday. I'm live on the WWE Network, or you could buy it through your cable subscription service. Um, our recap will be being post- posted shortly. Make sure you continue checking out our YouTube page, our Facebook, Instagram. Um, give us a like on YouTube. Hit the notification bell so you notify when new content is created through YouTube. And check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Anchor, all those good things. And yes, we will see you soon with our next Friday Night SmackDown recap. Carlos, any last words? That's everything, guys. Have a good one and stay safe. Carlos has a date tonight. So, really. I'm excited, guys. I'm a little nervous. Rooting for Carlos Bodiqua today. Um, Or how should I say? Latino He. That's right. Viva la Lazza. Yep. That's right. So good luck, Carlos. Uh, just don't be like Ric Flair, okay? Yeah, no. <laughs> because you're going to be dealing with. Well, you're going to be, I mean, and what I mean by that is the Lacey Evans. I mean, uh, you know, be careful. Be careful out there. It's, by the way, really funny story. So I was looking up the definition of the word cougar because I was thinking of Vicky Guerrero. It means a slow, stalky, um, like tiger type thing who like prances on the prey. And I was cracking up. But okay, that is all I have to say today. Thank you, Carlos, again for joining me. Good luck tonight. And we will see everybody next Friday with our Friday Night SmackDown recap. Be safe, and we will see you soon. Bye.